All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Tuesday, May 2nd of 2023 here. Looks like we got a two-game NHL slate as well as a two-game NBA slate followed by a large 12-game MLB main slate today. So plenty of DFS action coming at you today. Should be a fun one. For those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew one of the coaches over here at Saber Sim. This is a show where we go over how to use the Saber Sim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. You guys can post questions live in the YouTube chat or in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord, there's a link in the description below to get joined up. Highly recommend it as always. And if you are not a member of Saber Sim, there's also a link to a seven-day, no strings attached free trial. Check us out. We do this show Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Come and get your questions answered. But that being said, can you get the app pulled up here and get a jump right in? Uh, looks like we have about three questions in the Discord uh, to get us started. But if anybody has any additional questions, now is always a great time to get those in. So uh, first question here from J. Sam Jr. Going to talk about, uh, this looks like a two-parter. Says, how does SaberSim calculate how many plate appearances a batter will have on any given game. So this is a good opportunity to talk about our simulations a little bit here. Uh, so if you are on the pro plan or if you're on one of our older like grandfather plans, you should be able to see these uh, detailed stats over here on the side. So what these are, these are these are summaries of statistics earned by these players uh, across all of the game sims for an individual game. So on average, Rowdy Telez is getting about 4.59 plate appearances uh in in across all the games so what what we do is basically we sim out a game uh we you know note how many plate appearances a person had how many hits how many stolen bases uh etc etc and then you know we do that process five thousand times and then we get to these averages here uh so basically our sim is in at bat by at bat sim and you know there are probabilities for you know how often the guy strikes out how often the guy walks how often he gets a hit and then that impacts uh at at bats for the rest of the team right every time somebody gets on that's an additional at bat for another player in the lineup right uh so we we are simming the games at bat by at bat we are doing that thousands and thousands of times and then we are coming up with these uh summary statistics of how often uh per, uh certain player uh, achieves each of these stats across our sims for an individual game so that is how the plate appearances uh, come to fruition as, as well as hits walks strikeouts stolen bases home runs etc here and then second part of the question is also what is a good way to calculate a pitcher's total pitching outs he could possibly have uh so so what i would do is i would just look at this um innings pitched marker here so if you go over to pitchers and then you see this innings pitched it'll it'll say the average innings pitched i would just multiply this by three so in in an inning uh a pitcher has to get three outs so you know i would say like for for michael kopech here i would just do 5.43 times three and then that'll give you what we are saying um on average michael kopech gets you know 5.43 times three outs per per game or or in this game and uh in this game actually is it's not per game but in this 
particular game that we are simming out. And then that is how I would do that calculation. All right. Uh, question from, or actually I'm gonna hit this one from C column first and then get to GA 33 after uh, this one's a little more saber some focused. C column said contest selection bankroll is $60. I put in $16 into single entry slash three max leaves me $44. The first 20 max is the $4 one. And I could not fill that. I can get 88 lineups into the 50 cent mini max. Is it better to get 11 lineups into the 20 max or 88 into the mini max? Okay. So just small distinction here. Uh, you said bankroll is $60. I'm assuming you're saying your, your nightly allocation of your bankroll is $60. So I would just first and foremost, never play 100% of your bankroll on any slate ever. Uh, if you're following our DFS profit plan, we suggest playing 2.5 to 5% of your bankroll at most uh, because of the high variance nature of DFS in general here. So I'm sure that's what you meant, you know, $60 nightly allocation. Uh, but, but just to be safe, you know, never play 100% of your bankroll on a given night. Uh, so here, what I would do if I had $60 to spend, it looks like you're playing over on DraftKings here. Um, with your $44, what I would do, uh, interesting question. Uh, it's uh, a little hard here. Okay, so it looks like I see columns here. So it's it's the 5% of my total bankroll. That's that's perfect. That's exactly what I wanted to say. But just for anybody listening in, you know, just maybe not as familiar with the profit plan, just wanted to cover that there. And, um, so I have $16 across single entries and three maxes, uh, 10% of 60 is about six bucks. So you're playing, you're playing right in the 20 to 30% range with this $16 allocation. So I think that's fine. I don't think that really needs to move now. It's just really a matter of how do we divvy up the rest of this here? Um, what I would suggest, and this is my, my personal, um, take here i would probably put 20 lineups in the 50 cent which would be about ten dollars and i would do that first and then from there you know what, let me just like pull up the DraftKings lobby uh to to kind of give you guys some some insight here but i'm, I'm just gonna pull up the draft draft kings lobby on my end gonna go to the 12 game main slate today uh, gonna filter for tournaments by entry fee here. So, so what I would say is don't don't ignore the dime times. I think that you can play some of these dime times. I think that the dime times that I do prefer to play are the bigger ones. So they have like a three thousand five hundred sixty-seven person one, and then they have a one thousand one hundred eighty-nine person one. Uh, I think those three K ones are good. I mean, first place is like thirty dollars, and uh, you know, two dollars to max. So I think those are good. I would not skip the quarter jukebox. I would make sure to play that one. So they have a 25 cent, 20 max with 19 K entrance. Uh, so, so get your lineups there. So like that's $5. I see two of those dime times in here. So that's like $9 now. And uh, so that puts us at about $35. And then what I would suggest is putting 20 20 lineups in the 50 cent uh 150 max 
And then I would probably put 20 lineups in the $1 150 max as well. So then with the $1, $1 150 max, put 20 in there. That's $20. Uh, put 20 lineups in the 50 cent. That's $10. So that that's $30. And then if you wanted to just put 20 in the $1, 20 in the 50 cent, and then max out the uh, 25 cent 20 max, that's $35 right there. And I think that uh, that should get you really close to, to where you want to be. Benny Hanna is here. Benny Hanna said, Hey, Andrew, Benny Hanna, hope you are having a good Tuesday here. All right. Uh, C column, let me know if uh, you have any follow up there. But if I had, you know, $44 to disperse, I would, I would do it somewhere like that combination of dime times, quarter jukeboxes, and the 50 cent and $1 uh, mini maxes. Uh, try and get some action across all of those there. All right. Uh, Next question here, and and you know just just before we move on, uh, you know the reason that I decided to to put twenty in the fifty cent, twenty in the one dollar, and um, you know be okay with with less than the max entries is something that we talked about here, uh, you know from time to time is that it is okay to play less than the max entries. You do not have to max out every contest you play. Uh, that is really a mechanism to realizing your expected value faster but but you're you're not hurting yourself by playing less than the max in theory that you're putting in your highest ev lineup and then followed by your next highest ev lineup and then your next highest ev lineup and only one of your lineups can win first in general so that is also why um you know the ev of every extra lineup is going to be less so it's okay to play less than the max c column looks uh Happy with that answer, so happy to help you out there. All right, uh, next question here from GA33. This is actually our last question at the moment. If anybody has any more questions, now is always a great time to get those in. Uh, but just a little personal anecdote here. GA33 asked, um, where's the question? Hi, Andrew. Seems like a quiet day for questions so far. How or what got you started playing DFS? Uh, so really good question. Happy to uh, talk talk about it a little bit. So I was I used to be like a low stakes poker grinder in in college. I was uh um going to a uh, four year getting my degree and uh, playing a lot of poker on the side. And um, after college, uh, still continued to play a little bit uh, a little bit more casually, I, I would say. And then when uh, my wife got pregnant, uh, we. Uh, had our, had our first kid and it got really hard to play poker because I was mostly playing live and uh, you know with, with a uh, month a couple month old baby at home it was pretty hard to play live and uh, I had uh, known about you know DFS and known about Saber Sim and decided like hey you know now it's kind of probably the right time for me to uh, try something new and and jump into a uh, new hobby I guess you could you could call it. So I, I gave up poker and then started playing DFS and got just uh, really, really into it and consumed in it. And um, I'm, I'm the type of person that, uh, you know, when, when they get into something, they just get like really into it. So I could tell you that I haven't sat down in a card room since I gave up uh, playing poker a couple years ago now. And uh, that that's just kind of who I am if I'm not uh, studying or, or trying to get better or, 
I, I know that other people are doing that, then I don't want to play a game where I'm probably at a disadvantage uh, because there are so many people like studying and, and trying to get better. Uh, and, and I'm not, but um, I'll play casually, like, like at home, you know, with, with like a family game, but, but I won't play, I won't go to the casino and like really play live these days. Uh, but I've just been so, so engulfed in, in DFS uh, for, for a few years now and uh, feel just uh, still just so much to learn. Uh, I think I was, I was reading a discussion today in the, in the pro discord and, you know, users come in and, and uh, they see what, what other users are doing and, and uh, you know, feel like they're so behind. Um, it's okay. It's okay to feel like that. I think that we all feel like that at some point. Uh, the best thing that you can do is just try and get better each and every day, try and ask questions, try and learn new skills, try and learn from, from uh, players who are better than you and um, just, just continue to grow. And then, you know, one day you'll look back and like, wow, you know, I, I, I came a long way. Right. So um, in, in, the, in the days, you know, they it might not feel like such strong gains, uh, but just keep your head down, keep working and uh, you will get there. So um, I'm, I'm very happy with how far I've come. I've had some big scores. I've had uh, two six figure wins. I, you know, I work for Saber Sim and it's been, it's been great, but I'm still learning a ton myself still feel like I have a long way to go. So we're all on this journey together and I'm here to help you guys out any way I can. All right. Uh, question here from Benny Hanna, and then we will jump over to the YouTube chat and answer Lee's question. Uh, Benny Hanna said, Andrew, Benny Hanna here. Can you explain how the custom metrics differ when you choose rank ascending versus descending or the value itself? I noticed that if I created a custom metric for ownership, product geo mean, depending on the order of the rank, the lineups are better one way versus the other. Any in insight would be greatly appreciated. Uh, yes, happy to talk about this. And let's do a little demo here. So it sounds like you're you're trying to learn, you know, how the custom metrics work, how to uh, leverage them and, and use them to to help you out. I think that's great. So the the way I like to um, suggest that people get to learn how to use these metrics is to create metrics that are already present. So what you should do, in my opinion, is uh, recreate the sum projection metric, recreate the ownership projection, um, and then. From there, you can be like, okay, this is how I achieve this. And then what if I do this? What if I do that? It's kind of a, uh, a starting point or or a point of reference as you're getting started with these tools. And I would also suggest like making notes along the way. I have some of my own notes uh, when we came out with this and just how to um, make sure that, that I understood these correctly here. So I'm just going to pull those up uh, really quickly here. So I have them, but, but even to this day, you know, I, I have them, uh, handy and I think that it, it's, it's a good thing to have something like this here. Okay. So what I would do, so, so what we're going to do is we're going to redo this projected score, uh, custom metric here. And I think this is a great place to start. So what you go, you go to add metric. And then what you do is you do my projection, you do some, and then you do value value is going to give you like the actual calculated um integer here i guess is, is the right word so what i'm going to call this is my projected fantasy points and then save that and let me get rid of some of these other ones over here because we got a bunch of stuff going on 
Okay, we should we should see it. Let's get rid of Geomean. Maybe it's in the way. Okay, my projected fantasy points. So this is 111 here. Our projected score is 111. So what what value is going to do is it's going to say, hey, look at all of these um, individual values, or uh, I don't want to use value to, to describe value, but basically it's going to look at the fantasy points for every player and then add them up. And then that comes out to 111. So we recreated that uh, correctly at 111 here. If you use rank uh what rank is going to do is rank is going to look at how many lineups are in your pool and then it is going to give it a value from one to 526 which is how many lineups are in my pool so instead of saying like hey you know the fantasy points are 111 total it's going to say hey this is your highest projected fantasy point lineup and it's going to give that a rank of one if we if if we do it a certain way. So so what I'm going to say is some rank, and then what it's going to do is descending versus ascending here. So then what basically what's going to happen if I do descending? It's going to do highest to lowest, and then your highest fantasy point is going to be number one. So what we could do is we could do this. So our projected score of 111 here, and I'm sorting by projected score descending here so we know that this is the highest projected score lineup uh our fantasy point my my custom metric is now going to be a value of one and it's going to say hey this is the highest projected score uh lineup in your pool but if you go to my if you go to your custom metric and then you do ascending now what's going to happen is it's going to give the highest projected score lineup a, the biggest number. So there's 526 lineups. So then now your custom metric is going to show 526. So I've, I've talked to different people and this makes sense to them at different levels. So some people say, hey, you know, it's the highest projected score lineup. I want to see the biggest number and that makes sense to me. Or other people say, hey, you know, it's the highest projected score lineup. I want that to be number one. I want that to be the best. So it really depends uh, what makes sense to you and how you want to see it. If you're looking to do a geomine uh, custom metric as like a summary st statistic here, what you would do is you would do my own product geomine and then you would do value because you want to see the actual calculation that the geomine of the lineup comes out to here. Similarly to how you see some ownership or the projected score of the lineup. So what this GeoMean is doing is it is looking at the values in this ownership column and then calculating the GeoMean of the lineup as a whole from there. But that is the different ways to use uh, rank ascending versus descending versus value. I, I would really suggest playing around with it and um, making some uh, notes on, on, a, on a Word doc or google doc or wherever and then just keeping those handy for when you ever need to go back to them all right jumping over to the youtube chat looks like we got one question here from lee lee said what is the difference between making four three stacks using lineup rules and four three only being selected by stack types is it in the creation process or should they make approximately the same lineups okay really good question here lee um so in in theory 
Uh, there's, there's nothing different, but there is a difference in how we handle this from a technical side internally here. Um, the way that lineup rules uh, work or the effect that they have on the lineups that are generated is different than the way it works. So if I were to uncheck all stacks and then only check four, three, the odds are that this would have a lot of, uh, this would have a hard time generating lineups. So if you, if you have um, a certain stack type or stack types that you're looking for, I would always suggest handling it in the lineup rules just because the stack types doesn't work uh, as well as the lineup rules. It's something that we're obviously aware of and that we want to uh, fix and, um, or I wouldn't say fix, but make improvements on for the way that this works. So from a technical point of view, the, the actual mechanics of it are a little over my head, not exactly my department here, uh, but, but that's the way it's been explained to me up to this point. So, so if you know that you want like a, a four, three, or even a five, three, what I would do is I would set two stacking rules and just put them at least three. So I would do one stacking rule and then I would do a second stacking rule. So what's going to happen is that this rule is going to need to be met twice. Uh, so this will allow you to get three threes, four threes, or five threes. Uh, or what you could do is you could say uh, stack at least four in one of these rules. And then stack at least three in another. So you're going to have to have at least a three stack and at least a four stack. So this will give you the option of four threes or five threes. This is probably how I would do it. And then just like one one note is uh, we, we added the ability to name your rules. If you make a rule, we will name it initially here. But then if you go into a rule and make adjustments to the rule, we will not rename the rule. So if you make a three stack rule uh, and you save that, it's going to say stack three players. And then let's say like I just did, I went in and changed it to four. If I hit save, it's not going to say stack four players. But if you go into the rule, it will be for stacking four players. Because you went back to the rule and made an adjustment, you would just have to change the name of the rule. Or you could just rewrite the rule and then just do a new rule and then say stack four and then save that. And then that will update properly. So, uh, your your rules are updating the names just might not update if you go back and make a secondary change so i have this stack four i have this stack three let's just run 500 lineups and uh, make sure this is working but this should work uh fairly well here to the best of my knowledge so i'm just gonna let these lineups run and then we will talk about it Uh, it is okay if the lineups run a little slower with some of these um, more aggressive stacking rules or types here. Uh, you know, lineups are generating, they're generating a little slower, but that is okay. Usually we have ample time when it comes to MLB lineups, but just going to stop it at 92 here. I think 92 is more than enough for, for the sake of the example. Go to stack types. Uh, we're getting five threes, four threes, and even a couple four fours. So all of those are within the parameters that we set. So I would be, uh, I'm, I'm happy to see that it is returning what we thought it would return here. All right. Uh, next question from Aggressive Goose said, I'm focusing on MLB Showdown. Saber Sam has been great for giving me unique lineups after watching the GeoMean tutorial. Are there any other tips for how I can better utilize Saber Sam for Showdowns? 
thinks. Okay, so let's jump over to a showdown here. Uh, frankly, you know, I think that Saber Sim is particularly great for showdown because we are simming all of the games at bat by at bat, like we touched on earlier in the show. I think that gives us a great recipe for understanding all of the different game outcomes, understanding all of the player distributions. We are not just keep putting in mean projections and then trying to build you a showdown lineup. Based on that, we get a lot of um, just the game scripts themselves, I think are a huge help to showdown. So uh, for, I'm, I'm glad that you're using it for showdown and uh, sounds like you're having some success. I hope other users are doing the same as well. But yes, great tool for showdown with the bat by a bat sims here. Uh, the jailmean filtering, if you're doing it in the post build or as a lineup rule, will be great for helping you to get different here. Uh, I would say that, you know, just understand general trends of showdown lineups here. I think that a good way to learn that is to do some cash builds. Uh, this is a concept that Jordan has talked about uh, for, for a while. I think uh, for, for a long time here, uh, something that he likes to do is run a cash build where the correlation and sim diversity settings are off. So add zero, zero here. And then what this is going to do is that this is going to kind of mimic a traditional optimizer and show you based on if you're trying to optimize based on projected score, what are the most common combinations here uh, for for lineup construction, for roster construction? So what you can do is you can see what the most popular captains are going to be, what the most popular uh, stack types are going to be, and uh, team stacks here. So what I would do is I would come in here, sort by pool for my captains, and I could say that, you know, Kikuchi captains are going to be by far the most popular here uh so you know maybe you you just you make a mental note here and you take that with you into your builds and say okay you know how much kikuchi am i getting to are there other good options to swap to um etc here in a way to get different from the field look at your stack types you know what are the most common stack types from a cash level uh i would probably do this via team stacks so Looks like Boston is a, a dog here. Toronto's probably a big favorite. So seems like a lot of people are going to be 5-1 stacking Toronto here, 4-1 or 4-2 stacking Toronto. And um yeah, I would say I would say heavy, heavy Toronto stack. So you're gonna see a lot of four twos, a lot of five ones in favor of Toronto, and then you're going to see these Kikuchi captains. So so now that you kind of have a general sense of, hey, what is a traditional optimizer uh, spitting out? What what is, If you're trying to optimize based on projected points, what are the most common stack constructions? That is more information for you to leverage when you go to actually run your GPP build here. And then I'm just going to make these adjustments here in the home screen. So then now let's run another build, but let's run this on our 0-10 settings where we are taking single game simulations to build our showdown lineups. And then we'll let these 500 sims run. Just about finished up here. Lineups are going to be loading right now. And then now we're in the post build. We're going to build, you know, our 20 lineups or whatever here. And uh, let's, you know, look at our captains, see who we're getting. Uh, we're only three of our 20 lineups have Kikuchi. That's great. Uh, we're actually getting four lineups with Tanner Hook, uh, who is the pitcher for 
Boston here. So this is like direct leverage against all of those Toronto stacks that we were seeing. So I'm, I'm perfectly fine with him. You know, he grades out well on a projected point basis. And then uh, he is direct leverage against all of those heavy Toronto stacks that we saw. And then I would come in here and then see what my stack types are. So getting even Toronto and Boston five stacks, which I think is good because we were just jamming Toronto in those cash lineups uh, actually in favor of Boston uh, as opposed to Toronto for four stacks, getting uh, even amount of three stacks. So even, even there, uh, which you should see is three and three. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see anything super weird here. I'm really happy with what these lineups will look like here. Um, I, I might make some adjustments to my hitters here. You know, I don't know if I really want 50% Kevin Kiermeyer. Uh, so, so might make some adjustments to individual batters here, but, but just knowing what the cash optimals are going to be, what the most popular stack constructions are can just help you to make uh good game theory type decisions in the post build. So if you're not doing that, I think that's a, useful tool in uh showdown formats specifically here but all right uh a lot of good questions so far uh looks like we are all caught up with questions in the discord and the youtube chat if anybody has any additional questions now is a great time to get them in i am going to uh talk about owner's box quickly here while we wait for any last questions to come in. But if you are not playing over on Owner's Box, uh, it is a smaller DFS site that SaberSim has partnered with. If you use promo code Saber or SaberSim when you sign up, uh, one, you'll get this $500 deposit bonus, but two, we will track your entry fees. And when you hit these different thresholds, uh, we will reach out to you and tell you, hey, you know, at 3,500 in entries, uh, you get one free month of standard. Do you want to cash that in or do you want to wait to get one free month of pro? or one free month of our prop plan. And once you cash that in, it resets and starts at zero and you can earn as many free months as you can get uh, entry fees down. These contests overlay, these contests are generally softer, not the highest volume players are not playing over on owner's box at the moment, but as the site grows, I'm sure more people will start to play over there. So take advantage of the overlay and the soft contests while they are there and earn free SaberSim credit along the way. But looks like that does it for us today, everybody. Uh, really good show. Uh, happy to talk DFS with you and answer your guys' questions. If anybody has any questions throughout the day, building lineups, question pops in their head, drop it in the Office Hours channel. Let it sit there. That gets us a steady queue of questions to get started with as people roll in, as people tune in. So until tomorrow, take care. Good luck in your contests. And I will see you then. Thanks. Bye.